And it's the end of another month, so it's time to get the team together and look back over the last four weeks, see what sort of stuck out for us with all the music that we've gone through. And Max Quinn is actually up first. I've got to ask you, before your pick for July, have you recovered from Splendor in the Grass? I feel like uh, I got halfway there and then I fell down again. <laughs> and now after accruing a bit of sleep debt, I'm going okay. We talked about it a little bit in the podcast about who stood out for you at Splendor in the Grass, but it's a couple of weeks on now. Have you had any recurring memories of seeing someone on stage that you've gone god that was a good moment the performance that i remember is tame impala and it's because i hadn't seen colors like that before yeah i don't know they're one of those bands who a lot of people have a lot of admiration for them it's taken me a longer time to get it and to think about why i found it harder to engage and it came to me as i was watching them that like these are phenomenally written songs and his voice and the the production and the spectacle of the whole thing is equally as important to the way that the songs are sort of put together. Yeah. I, I'm in agreement with you. I think Tame Impala is the one that I've been spotlighting for people when they've asked me what yeah. stood out at Splendor. The Gambino show was obviously phenomenal, but I've been enjoying telling people what Tame Impala looked like, what they sounded like, what the feeling was in the audience. Good one. Okay, uh, enough about that. Let's look at July. So what, what do you want to highlight from all the releases? I found this gorgeous little pop song by an artist from the US called DeLacy. It's hmm. called The Subway song i know a bit about delacy what do you know about her what i know about her is that she's a songwriter who has written for halsey before co uh, co-wrote without me which is not a bad song to co-write pretty, pretty damn good song and then uh i really don't know anything else other than that she's launched a solo career with i think this song the subway song Actually, it's a second song this year. Yeah, years, right. But she's fresh on the scene. She has been songwriting for others. Also, Demi Lovato, she co-wrote something with her, I think. But she put out one song at the very start of this year, and this is her second single. And, man, she knows what she's doing. It's a beautiful little pop song. I really admire uh, that it's so concise in the way that it says what it says, but also in the way that it's sort of delivered to you in a way that feels organic. It's a real, like, piano-led song and... There are little tweaks in the production and in the way that it's given to you that kind of make it feel a little bit special to me. Like even the snare drum doesn't come in in the middle of your headphones. You hear it from the left and from the right, you know, stuff like that where it's like a lot of thought has been given into how this is dressed up as well as the really natural way that the story is told. Yeah. Do you know those little production techniques? Do you know what she was trying after? I mean, yeah, it's pretty obvious with the Subway song. Do you know what she was trying? Oh, to, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The rhythm, mimic and the rhythm and the pulse the, of a yeah. train. Yeah, yeah. So that's what she was kind of going for and it really works. It comes across. It's subtle, but it's when you kind of pointed out that's what she was after. It really works. Let's hear a blast of it. So this is the American DeLacy.
Lacey there with the Subway song. It is a really great track. She's also just this past week put up another song on her uh, profile page as well on streaming services, which is another good track. So it looks like she's forgotten about writing for other people. She's going to do it herself. Bring on the solo career. Bring on the solo career from DeLacy. So she is pretty much fresh on the scene. Max Quinn, thank you for spotlighting her. Thanks, Richard. And next up, Zan Rowe. Zan, good to have you with me. And we're looking back over July and all the great music that you've listened to. What stood out for you? So much this month, Richard. But I've got to say, a new band that I'd never heard of before called Dry Cleaning. <laughs> as soon as I heard this song, I fell in love with it for so many reasons. This is what I know about this band. They got together after they went out on a karaoke night in 2017 and they formed a band off the back of that. But they've actually never, or at least Florence has never been in bands before. She's a university lecturer by day and a photo editor, I think, as well. So this is her first band and this is the first song that we've heard from an EP, which I think is coming out in August. Mm. Magic of Megan is the first single. And when I first heard it and I was listening to the lyrics, I was like, hang on a minute, are they talking about... Megan, Megan, like the, the, du- that, the that, Duchess. Yes, that Megan. And that sure enough, they are. This is a, like, first of all, it's a post-punk song with this really wonderful spiky guitar riff, which really captures your attention. And then they're singing a song about the Duchess of Sussex. Yeah, it's a great mix. I really love this song as well. It really caught my ear. Uh, it's it's kind of a spoken word type track. The lyrics are quite buried in the mix, so you've got to really kind of lean in to hear it, which I, I quite like about the song too. Yeah, and I think that having, we've been playing it a lot on Double J, having that repeated listen, you really get to bed down and listen each time uh, it, it plays and find something new, which is for me always a great reveal of a song that there's little presence with every play. The other thing that I really love about this lyrically is that she's sort of talking about, and I've got to admit the first time I heard it, I thought, is she taking the piss? Is she really making fun of I was going to ask you, is is it irony or is it? It's not. It's a total tribute. She talks both about like that, you know, the thing that we have when we latch on as normies, as normal people to public figures and how they can give us joy and how that's fine, like to actually see someone in the public eye and what they do makes us happy, which Mm. happens with everyone, celebrities and, and princesses alike. But then she also talks about just how much being so intensely scrutinised can be a little bit rough and even goes into talking about this veiled misogyny and racism that some of the media direct at at Meghan Markle in some of the things that they say, the way that they dissect what she works, which has happened to many, you know, British and many other princesses for generations, but also is talking about how she is, quote, just what England needs, you're going to change it. <laughs> so it's kind of like there's so many layers going on, sort of acknowledging that this post-punk band see Meghan Markle as this real beacon, which is a kind of funny surprise. You just don't think about punks loving the monarchy. But then how different Megan is and what an inspiration she is and also kind of going, hey, I'm looking out for you. It kind of sucks the way that you're being spoken about, but know that, you know, you're impacting lives. It's so wholesome. Yes, I, I must admit, I, I was kind of like listening to the song and each time I listen to it going, they're taking a the piss. Oh, hang on a sec. Maybe they're not. Anyway, let's hear a blast of it. It's a, it's a great track. So this is Dry Cleaning.
dry cleaning there, the English band, and that was picked by Zan Rose. Zan's still with us. It's called Magic of Megan. First song, it's getting a lot of attention. I think they did a festival or they did some sort of showcase, industry showcase or something in London only a couple of months ago, and a lot of people got talking about them because apparently they're really good live. I think there's more to come. I think there's like a six-track EP on its way real soon. Mid-August, I believe. Yeah, I'll be very curious to see where they go next. Yeah, absolutely. Very keen to hear more from Dry Cleaning. Good one. Thank you, Zanro. Thanks, Richard. And next up, Hal Latakefu from, of course, the hip-hop show on Triple J and also Sky High on Double J. Hal, welcome uh, into 2019. Hey, thank you for having me. Uh, look, there were so many big hip-hop records which mm. came towards the end of July. I've got to ask you, what do you think of the Chance the Rapper record? Yeah, Chance the Rapper. I, I, I've been a big fan since the, the Acid Rap mixtape. I thought that was awesome. I had to listen to this one and... I don't know, like, like all the elements are there, like the, the production, the lyrics, um, the spirit of it, the soul, but just somehow it's just not hitting me like all those elements combined should be hitting me. I just The, the guests are pretty interesting, aren't they? Yeah, I kind of feel like the guests are uh, just like, ah, I'm Chance, I'm wacky, check out my features, you know, and, and I don't know, I think he, he just comes across a bit corny sometimes he's really opening up about his life he's in obviously in a very good place yeah but it's coming across <laughs> yeah a bit strange know, even, in some songs yeah i was telling someone the other day like even for me who's a very positive person who has a, a great marriage two wonderful kids you know a great career you know i'm i even find myself like oh chance just, just pull it back just a tad you know <laughs> but at the same time i feel bad for saying that because an album like this is needed in, in, in the current climate of the world, you know, so... Well, that's right. I mean, he is a very positive person yeah. by nature. And, yeah. and a lot of hip-hop can focus on the negative more mm. than the positive in life. Definitely. And so it is kind of a breath of fresh air that way. It's it's really long. Do you feel like, once again, it's a bit of a cliche to talk about a, a record being too long, but do you <laughs> find this one is just too full of ideas? Yeah, and, and it feels like the, the tone of the album is quite similar throughout the whole album. And so you kind of... I felt kind of ex- almost exhausted after listening to it. <laughs> it's a long it's listen. Like, oh, yeah. Because there's a good album in there. I think there's it, some really, yeah, like there's exactly. 10 really, really good songs, mm. which would have, I think, made a bigger impact. Anyway, that's enough about Chance the Rapper. So what was your standout release of July? Yeah, my favorite release uh, in July is um, Bandana, Freddie Gibbs and Madlib. Probably almost polar opposite to Chance. Oh, not really. But I just felt with, with, with Freddie's Street Tales and, and Madlib's, uh, crazy production those two combining is, is just it's the great chemistry between the two yeah well this is what the second time that they've collaborated yeah. on a full album the first one was um, Pinata and this one I think that was a couple of years ago and, and this one just dropping this year obviously. yeah it is a, I mean it's not um, wrong to kind of say it's polar opposite to Chance the Rapper because there's a track <laughs> on the record called Crime Pays <laughs> yeah. yeah Crime Pays nigga Crime Pays chopping up this change with cocaine and my mic but Freddie Gibbs is an interesting character. He's been around for like a you know about a decade on the hip hop scene. Mm. What's so good about him as an MC? Yeah, that's I think I mean his his solo stuff. I'm kind of here and there with. There are some real, a lot of tracks I like, and some just doesn't do it for me. But I think it's it's him, the way his lyrics, the way he delivers those lyrics over Madlib's production is what makes it uh, an event. Because usually his style is more trap. Uh, inspired music but then when he's rapping over dusty samples and very lo-fi kind of production and and the quirky samples that Madlib chooses is just something really special there but you know kind of crossing boundaries and crossing worlds and 
yeah, just Freddie Gibbs over Madly production is awesome. Yeah, it brings out a different character. Yeah. It? Yeah. Pick a track for us to hear. Uh, this one's called Education featuring Yasin Bey, a.k.a. Most Def and Black Thought of The Roots. And yeah, it just feels like this is the, the rapper's rapper track, you know, the production, the lyrics. And of course, any track with Most Def on it, you know, I'm all about it. Education. Preparatory school, emperors and conquerors, pharaohs and followers, goblins and monsters, stone heart jewels and gold for the fools, the bones of the innocent is buckles on their boots, the jail overcrowded, they emptied out the school, see the devil twitching, ears itching from the truth, strange fruit, cyanide souffle and soup, it's tasty for a few, a murder for the group, a dead end street with a lemonade stand. Where is the sky and upside down land? That question is hard if you can't see the stars. I'm really not sure. Ask me tomorrow. I may not be here. I'm feeling like I might just leave before I start a fire or a fight. Or both of nothing. I couldn't just chill. Everybody giggling. That kid was getting killed. And I knew when I stood they would turn on me. And I don't need no more trouble with my sleep. So I did what I did. And that's what it is. Tell the sheriff and the deputy I don't give a fit. To my mama and my kin and all of y'all and nervous like this. Get free and stay sick. And that's it. Education. Education. And back with us once again is Bridget Huswait. Hey Bridget. Hello, Richard. How's it going? I'm very good. Okay, so from July releases, what stood out? Oh boy, well, lots of great releases, but could not go past the return of my favourite Australian band, Northeast Party House. They're back. I thought you might be. You, you like him that much, do you? I am such a fan. I remember the first time I heard them on Unearthed like eight years ago uh, when I was in uni in Besla, that real crazy chanting um, banger that they have. And yeah, I've just been a fan ever since. They played a lot in Ballarat as well. So, you know, I'd always go to gigs there, obviously, because I'm from there. Um, But yeah, they would always be there. (laughs) Yeah, they are a much loved band. It's been a while though. What is it, three years? First single in three years, yeah. So the last time was from, yeah, their second record, Dare, in 2016. Okay, so what have they done this time around? Well, I mean, it's just classic Northeast energy, a real electrifying tune. But what's cool is that they've teamed up with Kim from The Presets, who's co-produced this song. And I think it's like a match made in heaven, like Presets meets Northeast. You know, they're known for fun anthems, and I think they capture it so well in Magnify. I want to see ya, see ya, light up and go.
So that's Northeast Party House. They're back with a brand new single. It's called Magnify. Yeah, you were saying before that Kim from the presets producing with them. It's a, it's a good match. He's been doing more and more production with various people. But Northeast Party House have always had a really strong dance element, haven't they? Well, yeah, they've actually. It's been an interesting kind of sonic journey with these guys because I'm I'm such a huge fan of their earlier stuff, like their Empire EP and whatnot. And it was a bit more guitar led then. But as as you follow, you know, the records throughout the last few years, their last two albums, they're definitely tapping more into those dance elements. And to bring on Kim here is, I think, it makes sense. And it's just fun. It's just. Like it's got such a euphoric feeling. I hear it and I'm instantly smiling. It is like a total mood enhancer. Do you think they're going to get bigger? Because look, the thing is, they've reached a, a, a level of success which is considerable. I reckon their potential hasn't been met yet. That they Ooh. could reach, they could reach even more people. Are, do, are you feeling that? Ah, uh, I hope so. I think they are just so good. I think you know, coming from Melbourne, and they started out playing house parties and whatnot. Like it's how they got together, and then to see them on this upcoming tour that they're doing their first in two years. You know, they've stepped up with the venues. They'll be playing at the Forum and whatnot. I I hope so because the amount of times that I've seen them live, I I think they've got that potential. So yeah, it'll be really exciting to see what comes with album number three. I don't know what um, the update is on that. I'm, I'm expecting it maybe early next year or something, but it'll be really interesting to how to see how that, um, I guess, is translated and how it connects with people. But I hope they get bigger. Mm. I love them so much. Yeah, they're a good <laughs> band. Okay, so Magnify, the first taste of their upcoming third album. It's around and it's the best release from July for Bridget Husswaite. Thanks, Bridget. Thanks, Richard. Okay, so what am I going to pick? Well, it was it's actually really tough because the last month has been especially good for album releases, a lot of good Australian records. Uh, there was the Dope Lemon record, which I thought was really impressive from Angus Stone. The Thelma Plum record was wonderful as well. A great debut album and she just uh, smashed it at Splendour in the Grass as well. Uh, there was also the Banks record, The American Singer. I thought her third album was really impressive. Fantastic production, but just once again, some really emotive songs from her, and she's just a great vocalist. But I'm actually going to go with another hip-hop record, which came in the month of July, and it's actually from Rich Brian. Now, Rich Brian, I actually saw this guy on stage last year when he toured off the back of his first album, and he wasn't, to tell you the truth, he wasn't that impressive live. He let the backing track do a fair amount of work, but he's got such a big fan base here and also in America. Now, just a little bit of the Rich Brian story. He is originally from Jakarta in Indonesia, came through on the hip-hop scene when he was about 16, about three years ago. He's now only 19. As I said, he put out a first album called Amen last year. He made the move to the States and now he's put out his second record and it's called The Sailor. Hey, uh, I'm putting numbers on the board, I'm blowing more digits. I have a starter, man, these are just over four pictures. Shout out my parents, my mother gave birth to four winners. I love the players and the game, it's always called benches. Been in the studio, I forgot how to sleep. Not trying to make an album, they forget about in a week. They said the fruit never gonna fall far from the tree. I used to be the kid, now the kids wanna be me. 
tripping by my future like way before there was cameras hella plans on my calendar before i went on professional less souls to trust man these people making me cynical more copycats and less people sounding original same destination we just took different routes fuck being one of the greatest i'm trying to be the greatest one i ain't saying i ain't grateful for everything i become but the throne looks more comfortable than this chair i'm sitting on my name is brian cole bars is what i'm known for if my vision ain't scaring me then i don't go for it remember my first days here when it was all far now i'm on tv with james Corden. that shit was crazy just got a place with a backyard i feel amazing nothing can get between me and the dreams i'm chasing ain't got the time for partying no more getting wasted unless you got the 1942 man then get the chase now this second record from rich brian is a real step up from the first the first did well for him but this one it just is showing the maturity behind the guy He's worked with some really interesting people. Uh, the main producer on the record is Beacon, who actually did a lot of stuff with Kendrick Lamar on Damn. And he's a producer that, especially in the last couple of years, has been getting great reviews. So Beacon's been working pretty closely with him. The production is really good on this record. But Rich Brian's been focusing with this record on talking about what it's like to be a young Asian in the world today, especially a young Asian not living in um, his birth country. So he's moved, as I said before, he's moved away from Indonesia living in the States. So he's talking about what it's like to be a young Asian in the States, in a foreign country, making his mark, talking about being away from home, talking about his identity, and also just talking about trying to fit in in a very complex society like America is today. Feeling left off in the back, you gotta go row five years from now. Will this even matter? You hope you don't know where to go. Construction every turn up on the road. Live life thinking why it's going so slow. Looking at the clock, wondering when mama's not home. You waited way too long. You noticing a pattern in your own Fuck all the good times It's a past tense I sleep and wake up When the world ends Those memories They so hard to forget Question every day Are we there yet? Going too far to change Time to get your rollerblades the smile is worth the wait Here comes better days All these thoughts I have in my head Got me blinded from the sunset I'm trying hard to stop the rain So he's got a lot of maturity on this record He is going to be back in the country real soon touring And as I said before, he didn't blow me away live But he has blown me away on this record I think it's a really great second record from Rich Brian So it's basically my release for July that I wanted to spotlight for you so that's it. Thanks for joining me once again on the 2019 podcast. Uh, month by month, we're going to look back with the team over what's stood out on the music scene. So we'll check back in in a month's time to see what went down in August. The sounds of 2019 with Richard Kingsmill.